0: You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
1: every day. Ladies and gentlemen, happy Wednesday and welcome to Locked On Seminoles. I'm your host, Max, and bring in the energy with me 10 o'clock at night on a Tuesday as we're recording First thing in the morning as you're listening on Wednesday, I got Drake. Dude, how you feeling? You got sunglasses on at night. What's up?
0: These aren't sunglasses, Max. These are blue light glasses that I stare at screens all day for working for the podcast. I do not want to end up blind at the age of 55. So I got these super dark 98% blue light glasses, folks. I highly recommend that if you do this every day for a day job. But hey, we're not here to talk about that. We're talking about some football. So Max,
1: we're we starting off today. Yeah, my my blue light blocking glasses, weirdly enough, don't have any tint to them. So I feel like there might have. Uh,
0: oh, then then it's it's ineffective, man. There's like levels to it, man. There's like clear, know. then there's yellow, then there's blue, and then there's hey, amber. You're talking, Amber's you're talking, the one that I'm, I'm rocking guy, right
1: now. You're talking to a guy that loves tint. All right, I got my windshield tinted. All right, I love how how, tint how tinted windows. is that windshield? By the way, Max, the windshield. So I did. Um, uh, I got ten percent on all my windows, and I got. Oh gosh, I think I got 30. No, I didn't go that dark. I think I might have gotten 50% on the windshield. So it's just enough, right? Where it's like, you can't really, I mean, it looks sick, but you can't really tell. Like a cop's not going to drive by me and immediately whip a UE and pull me over for it. You know what I mean? Um, but if I get pulled over for anything else, it, it, I will be getting a very expensive ticket. And it's worth it because it's hot as hell down here. And I like it, it is a noticeable, discernible difference having the windshield tinted versus not and how my car feels to get in it during the day. I also don't have a garage, as you know, so yeah, I have to park outside and it is it, it, honestly worth every moment, but yeah, let's talk about football. People don't need to hear about my sick car and how awesome it looks. Um, so we can go a couple different directions today, man. You know, I think first we got to start tragic news out of Los Angeles, Cam Akers tours Achilles. That just sucks. That's, um, there's not much to say about it, but it sucks, man. I, I feel bad for the kid. I, I think I, I don't know if you feel this way. I, I feel like I have a little more respect for good players that came through when we weren't as good at football because our fan base cannot be fun to play for. I, I love y'all, I really do. I appreciate y'all listening. I, y'all are why we do this because we have such a fun, crazy, rabid fan base but I can't imagine it being a fun fan base to deal with when the team sucks, like from a player perspective. So to grind it out for three years, you, you have a little more respect in my book than like doing it when it's obviously like who wouldn't have won to be part of the 2013 team. That would have been the most fun three years of your life.
0: Yeah. And also with Cam Akers too, like if my, I've always been of the opinion that if he went to a school with an actual offensive line actually was good, he probably would have won the highest in one of these years, which is, you know, that's a tease for what we just later in the show, but he hundred percent had the talent. To do so, and and the worst thing about Cam too also is it's an Achilles injury for one, and also that he was going to be the primary back in the backfield when with Malcolm Brown leaving the Rams and also with Daryl Henderson also not being as great as he was in college. So hopefully Cam you just rest up, rest easy, you know, come back, you know, 100 stronger. We had the same issue that happened with Dalvin his his first year actually getting into the NFL with the Vikings. So I have no doubt in him, and I'm gonna just pray for the best.
1: Yeah, man, he'll be all right. It just, there's no other word to use, but bummer. So I hope he recovers. I hope he goes through rehab and hopefully he gets back in time for spring workouts next year and it doesn't, doesn't slow him down too much. But speaking of Heisman disrespect, that was kind of one of the things we talked about talking about tonight. We got some updated Heisman odds. So I don't know. I kind of want to dive into those. I want to talk about the Heisman trophy because hell, we've got a guy on the list, which is cool. And we're unlikely to see him win it but mckenzie milton is checking in at 33 to 1 odds to win the heisman and i think that's pretty cool because i don't know if we've had anybody actually get heisman odds in, in quite some time so betonline.ag we got mckenzie milton at 33 to 1 but i want to i want to go up a little and talk about the the favorites because god i don't know man i'm i'm not an angry person i guess it's just it's just the, i'm sick of this I'm so sick of the reality show that college football is becoming where it's like there's four good teams, and we just have to sort of – we're all just along for the ride. I mean, Spencer Rattler, I get it. He threw for like 3,000 yards last year in an abbreviated season. I know his team doesn't play defense, but he can't control that. Georgia with JT Daniels, I mm, kind of get it. The one that really, really bugs me just is – just bugs the crud out of me just really annoys me are the ohio state kid and bryce young because i'm sorry but they're just on there because of the teams they play for like i you're telling me that bryce young who has thrown a total of 22 college passes completed 59 percent of them which is a pretty standard number for 156 yards and one touchdown should be the third most likely to win the Heisman at the start of the year. It doesn't make it. You got guys on here like Sam Howell, who has basically turned around to UNC programs. I hate to talk good about them, but it's deserved. Took a a UNC program out of a complete nosedive. You've got Brock Purdy, who was the first person to ever make Iowa State relevant for anything other than whatever they were known for. I literally don't think anyone's ever known anything about them. He's somehow brought them to relevance. You got Desmond Ritter at Cincinnati who has since a natty ranked in the top 10 at the end of last season and now going into the preseason. So like, I, I'm saying that I think I'm being so animated, Drake, because I don't want people to think I'm just hating on Ohio state and Alabama, but like you, you those three guys deserve to be the favorites. And then like that to me is what a Heisman trophy winner is is someone who elevates their team, not Okay, great. This Bryce Young guy is going to play for Alabama. I could throw for four thousand yards at Alabama this year. I book it. I guarantee you, I could put me in. Maybe okay. Maybe there's like two games I wouldn't be able to win for them. Like maybe Ole Miss would be able to outpace me. But I'm taking them to at least nine wins. And yeah, we're just going to act like this kid is deserving of the Heisman. It's just such a joke what it's become. But anyway, who do you think? uh, Who do you think is going to win it, Drake? I'd like to hear your thoughts because. Y'all know what I think, I guess.
0: So here's the thing about Heisman odds preseason. I really don't care about them at all, and I'm going to tell you why right now. Since 2009, there's about 115 players that have entered the year with 20-1 to one or better odds to win the award, right? Less than 20% of them have finished in the top 10. Less than 5% of them have finished in the top five. All this is right now is specifically speaking is trying to get people that obviously don't follow college football that much or at all just put all their money in at the beginning of the year and just probably you know break the bank and, and that's how Vegas makes their money and also another reason too is that a player like has to kind of like increase their stats from the year before they have to really really wow to win it out and that's why you're not gonna see like a Spencer Rattler win CJ Stroud or Bryce Young and that they're just that they're not gonna be improving anything else at all with that like to me it's always someone that comes out of nowhere that wins the Heisman look at Lamar Jackson look at Joe Burrow I mean, Kyler Murray kind of was that, but no one thought that he was going to have the year that he had. So to me, like, I don't think there's really any reason to, you know, get all animated and worked up about it. In my personal opinion, I just think this is literally just like, this is Vegas more just trying to rob the people blind. So folks don't, if I'm y'all right now, don't pick anybody with, I mean, come on, you got, what's his name? Emery Jones is 25 to one. That's definitely, you know, someone going to rob with DJ Uwangalele. He has one good wide receiver. Don't go with that. If I'm everybody here right now, I would probably go with maybe Matt Corral, 16 to 1 is decent, but I wouldn't do that either. So probably I'll go with B. John Robinson Jr. That's, That's, I'm sorry, B. John Robinson, the Texas running back. I think that to me is actually the best person actually on the board right now. That would be probably great. And you got great value down there with Dylan Gabriel at UCF. So that's another one as well. But Folks, I wouldn't freak out or don't max. I, I think more. I need to talk to you I about would. that. I, I I would not. I don't think there's any any reason for you. It, it just to it be just, to I, be freaking I, out, but but I but, but,
1: but I don't think it's I don't think it's Vegas. I mean, I do think you're right a little bit. But when you say the twenty to one finishing in the top ten stat, but twenty to one, like everybody, that is only the top ten. So yeah, you're not going to see the whole top ten start and finish in the top ten. My point is more, it just shows even if they're playing on the perception of the average fan how we've gotten to this point where just being the Alabama quarterback makes you a even like like see you but you get see, laughed I, out of your room see i think
0: it's not, not sorry to cut of you else. off but like i think that's more also okay. that one he's a five star he was the number one quarterback recruit in the 2020 recruiting class people will latch onto that and immediately sure. just slam down a bunch of money not really canceled. oh he's Alabama and also you're right he's going to have stud wide receivers but that to me right there is just a, it's literally a trap for people just to waste and lose their money. So, uh, folks, just don't, in my first opinion, just don't do that. Go with a Brock Purdy like the Max said. I also would probably do like Peter Robinson is my personal thing. I don't know. Why the hell is Graham Mertz on there? That's ridiculous, too. Max just who saw a little bit. I know it's Wednesday. We oh, can be having this yeah, kind of I'm, angry energy a little bit, but I'm, I'm, I know I'm actually what will make you feel just, better, though. Actually,
1: what'll make me feel better?
0: I think, we'll, you know, better. since usually you're the one asking me this question, of why course. don't we do the bet online AG live line of the day? And you Ooh. want to do, I have the really feeling like you want to do some win totals, right?
1: I do. Yeah. I've been like, I've been liking the win totals. I've, I've actually been like, I've been pretty busy at work recently, but I've been using my, uh, using my my downtime when I need to procrastinate to, to do win totals uh, in my Phil Steele magazine. So I've got quite a few ready. So I'm interested to see who you ask me, and I may have them ready or I may have to may have to run it live.
0: All right. Well, we're not going to run it live. I'm going to pick something a little bit easier for you. Let, why don't we go with your second school? Let's go with Penn State. Their line right now is over under at nine wins. That's a whole number, so that kind of helps you out a little bit more. I'm actually really interested in what would you pick for that?
1: All right. Ooh, I like that. All right. So my second alma, soon-to-be alma mater, Penn State, I have I have some notes here. So I've actually doodled on, I think I have, wait. Yeah, all right. I got my Penn State page. I got to stop doing this in pen. That's not. Anyway, folks, if you don't know the Phil Steele Magazine, it's got a, it has a, like, you can write in your predictions for, like, the, the game. So ahead of time, so you can go through. So I've got, I, here. here's what it comes down to at nine wins for me and Penn State, keeping this short. And maybe, maybe we can actually do a duo on this and you can help. So I look at their schedule and I've got them absolutely no question beating Ball State, Villanova, definitely getting revenge on Indiana from last year. They're going to beat Iowa. They're going to smash Illinois. They're going to definitely lose to Ohio State. Maryland, uh, you know, I, that's one of those teams that's kind of weird. Like, I feel like Maryland has a bit of a last chance U vibe going on right now. A former Alabama coach at the helm. They may be able to bring it all together. I don't trust the Terps, so I'm putting that in as a win. I've got Michigan. I had to put that as a win because I just hate Jim Fraudbaugh, and I'm just hoping that this is it for him. But that one is a a bit of a toss-up. And then I've got Rutgers as a definite win. I've got Michigan State as a little bit of a toss-up, actually leaning to a loss because I think it's just late in the season. They're going to come off of kind of – not kind of kind of like us, right? They're going to come off a tough stretch with Ohio State, Maryland, Michigan, and Rutgers. Then they got to go play at Michigan State. It's going to be cold. It's going to be right after Thanksgiving. I don't know. So here's what the question really becomes, Driz. So I've got them at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guaranteed wins. So then the question becomes out of Michigan State, Michigan, Auburn, and Wisconsin, do they win at least two of those to push or do they win three to get it over the finish line. I think that Penn state is going to be a much improved team from last year. I think last year was a fluky four win season. However, when you tell me they've got to beat at Wisconsin, Auburn at home, Michigan and Michigan state to get this win total and get to 10 wins. I just think that that's a bit too tall of an order this year. And while it looks tempting, cause nine sounds like yeah, they, they could do nine, Remember, nine's a push, not a win. So I, as much as it's going to hurt me, I'm, I'm going to have to go with the Nittany Lions at under nine, hoping I'm wrong and they push, but eight win seasons where I see them.
0: So I see them losing at Wisconsin week one. I think that they kind of had that festering feeling a little bit from the year before. They're going to beat Ball State. They're going to beat Auburn. I think that's a lot. Remember, Auburn has a new head coach of the helm, and they still have Faux Nix actually at the quarterback spot. And then you, so that's right there. They start off one, they start off two and one. They beat Villanova. Yep. They re, I think, the exact revenge against Indiana. So that's 500 oh, percent right
1: there. That series, They've, by the way, is 20. They're, they're, they're up in that series 22 to two. So, like, I, oh, yeah.
0: so, so this trend works for you, but not the Mac Brown, you know, it's 0 and 10 right now, right now. Yeah. you. No, right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, but no, no. you're 22-2. No, no. Hold on, hold on, hold all on. All no, no. All I'm, I'm going to keep going all down all the schedule. All right. Keep down going down the schedule. Keep. Going. I, I think they would probably. Beat Iowa, but I want to say there's two games on the schedule that I think might be trap games. One is Illinois, mm-hmm. they're always good for that one weird win of the year, and another one is Rutgers. To me, Rutgers is a much better, much more improved program, and I think what Greg Sean is doing there right now, since he got back to college football, is nothing short of miraculous. Like he is a Rutgers guy, so I actually talked that up as talk about that game as a loss so my losses at the top of my head right now are Wisconsin Rutgers and Ohio State that's three right there I wouldn't go over at all I think a push is probably the exact thing right there. that's why the like that's why I think they gave you the whole number since they know that's where it's going to end up landing at so if I are you folks go with the under in that game yeah that's all in that, for that season
1: no I know I agree I mean I'd like I-, I I hope I'm wrong but I think the under is a solid play here I think I think nine is just enough to trick a few people, and, and they're going to come out with an eight-win season here, regardless of – I think that's a fair call, it's those trap games. Regardless of how it looks, I think eight wins is, is the call here for the Nittany Lions.
0: Here's the thing, though, Max. James Franklin has built a great foundation. You know what else is great in building a foundation? Hmm. Hilt bar. Cool. Your favorite protein bar, protein snack with a new delicious flavor. Have you heard about this, Max? The lemon cheesecake flavor that just came out. Actually, and we, I have actually already ordered a box for myself for the office. I already know that you are a big peanut butter brownie guy, but are you gonna get that chance?
1: Oh yeah, of course. Actually, you know what? You know what used to be my favorite in college was I would do the Fiber One strawberry cheesecake bars. I'm a big fan of like tart, tarty, you know, tart flavored cheesecake i'm in i didn't even know they'd release that yeah i'm gonna order one like right now and i'm gonna use promo code lock 15 to get 15 percent off too so 15 that's one five percent
0: is. even though i'm not the one, one reading it, it's one five percent off your first order locked 15 that's l-o-c-k e-d one five from builtbar.com folks it is summer season i'm about to go up to see max in tampa again be shredded we're looking good get those billbar baby
1: yes sir So let me ask you this, Drez. What do you think is more likely to happen first? Florida State gets a national championship. Florida State has a Heisman winner, or Florida State has a number one overall in the draft pick?
0: Number one overall in the draft pick. And I say that because I don't think Travis Hunter is going to probably, I, I would love for him to come here and, you know, ride around the ship. And he's, he's not going to win a natty when he gets here. That's the, that's the state of our affairs right now with the program. Or Like we's built, we're building a foundation right now. So that leads me to believe either to Heisman or a number one draft pick. And the thing with Travis Hunter is he's so dynamic, but he's probably going to play both positions right now to the next level. It's going to be really hard for Heisman voters to probably look to see like, Hey, do I, do we consider him a DB or do we consider him a wide receiver? And they're going to see like, they're going to probably see him as, you know, a Jack of all trades, maybe a master of one, but not the other. So you're split some votes going that way. So and to me, he probably has the best chance moving forward to be a number one overall pick. So I'm going to go with that as my answer.
1: I think that's a good answer. When I was thinking of the question, I, I thought of it this way, a little differently than you're thinking of it. I didn't I didn't pin it on someone, but Travis Hunter is a phenomenal pick for that. I just thought, I thought of it in the sense of, okay, a natty, you have to have the whole team has to be really good. Uh, Heisman winner, it's really got to be a quarterback maybe a running back or a wide receiver depending on the year but most likely a quarterback number one overall pick it could be a db could be i mean my lips to god's ears could be an offensive lineman could be a quarterback it could be probably what would you say there's probably four or five positions that could go number one overall so i think the chance there is just greater and i look at how mike norbell's recruiting and yeah i think I, i i think I would, I would, I would put the over under that in the 2022 and 2023 classes, I would put the over under at three and a half first round draft picks that Mike Norvell brings in between those two classes. It's 40 kids. So I'm putting the over under at 10% of his, of his kids that he brings in those two 10% go in the first round of the NFL draft, which I don't know. I honestly don't know. How would you bet that? I don't, I don't know if I take the over under, I think three and a half is a really, actually a really sharp line there. I'll take the under
0: in that. It's not saying to the talent of these kids at all whatsoever. I just think it's really, really difficult to have multiple first round picks from a team. Remember we had a national championship team and we only had Kelvin Benjamin one go from one year. And then I think the year after that, it was Cameron Irving Mm -hmm. and James Winston, who was a Heisman winner and was just absolutely lights out. So it's really, really difficult to have a first round pick in those and from those teams.
1: Didn't, did Jalen Ramsey go in the first round too? He did. So we had he four. Did. Yeah, so we had four. Three but four. but to be fair, I said two recruiting classes, and Ramsey was a freshman, so that would be three recruiting classes. So you're yeah. you're right. I mean that's a so maybe may, yeah maybe put that number at one and a half.
0: I right? was it's it's like difficult. Well, one and a half, man. I would just actually well, I would. I, that's that's a I, tough I, one. That right? be, that's like, a do, of them, do you like, think
1: he gets two first round? You know, one. Do you think he gets one first round draft pick in each of his? So I think Travis Hunter is you know? one. Okay. I
0: think if he gets Nigel Kelly, that's two. If he, if we get him back in this class, that's 100% too. And I would slam the over for that. Maybe Sam McCall is another one I like, I really, really do like. But like first round picks are really difficult. And also, you got to remember that these are GMs that are also drafting for need. You only really draft for best player available towards the end of the draft or if your guy is just gone. So that's nothing that like drafting is very, very, it's fickle. It's weird.
1: No, no, that's, that's, that is right. And that's why I think, you know, it's a, it's a fun question to mull on, but oh my gosh we had three first round pay so Jimbo did that Jimbo and Jimbo Jimbo would have I'm trying to think when was his first class so with the 09 class if we'd done 09 and 10 I think he might have hit the over but even still what who who was it we had EJ we had Bjorn Warner and Xavier Rhodes all go in the first round in 13 okay and we had Kelvin going but yeah no so that's yeah, I set that number way too high. Well, yeah, one and a half is a good is a good number of first round draft picks from two recruiting classes. Because uh, if you look, we really in a two year span would have only broken that one and a half number four times, five times since 1999. So, we do it about every four years, and that was with. Bobby Bowden and Jimbo Fisher, two of the best head coaches of all time.
0: And also probably two of the best recruiters too. Like Jim, like that's Jimbo is known for like his like offensive acronym is
1: only, you know, rivaled by his recruiting capabilities. Oh, hundred percent. And I mean, 2000's a little fluky that one we got three draft picks, but Sebastian, I mean, no one would ever expect a, a yeah, kicker to just, go in the first round. That's, that's just never it.
0: happening again, especially after Aguayo like, got drafted round two and just literally just that, oof, that pick was really – that was unfortunate. It
1: reminds me of that quote from Veep where she's like, I am so pissed that you were the first woman president because people are going to say we tried one and she sucked. It's like that's how people think about Aguayo when they're like, should we take a kicker in the second round? It's like, uh, remember Roberto Aguayo. Don't – He's anyway, he's ruined being drafted for all kickers. Oh, man. Anyway, man, look, I think we can write the ship. I think we got, I think the fact that we can even have a talk about first round draft picks is good because that shows the class that we have coming in. Ideally, I mean, lots can change, but I'm going to just kind of say what I always have to say and we got to do it on the field. It's, it's got to happen on the field. I am uh, cautiously optimistic, but the key word is cautiously. I hope that things work out, but you know, it's it, dude. It's like, it's like, it's like we're getting to crunch time in the same way that most of our listeners are probably pulling up to uh, work right now and getting ready to get to crunch time. Which, if you're doing that, by the way, make sure that you leave us a quick review and give us five stars so we can read your review on five star Fridays this week. But, you know, I, the more I think about the season, Drake, it's, it's like, how do I put this? We're not, we're not looking at numbers on a page, we're not writing W's, we're not writing L's. It's like we got to play the games. And please, for the love of all that is holy, do not get to bed this year. Like, guys, we, we, I can't have that groundhog see his shadow and do six more years of obscurity. Like, we we just got to win some football games. It's, it's that simple from my perspective. And it's also 1025 at night, which from my perspective means it's time for daddy to go to bed. So unless you got anything else for the people, I am happy to send them off on their Wednesday and let him hang out. You're giving me the shocker, bro. Mackenzie Milton's still your starting QB. I'm honestly starting to come around to him mentoring Jordan Travis, but that is a conversation for another night, folks. I'm your host, Max. With me as always, I had Drake. You're amazing. We love you. And this was Locked On Seminoles. Take
0: care, everybody.